In this episode, I talk about two movies. I talk about Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw and Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind, looking back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And uh, so, so I actually got to theaters. Yay. Well, I made it back to the movie theater. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. I saw Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It's not bad. Dwayne Johnson is good. Uh, Jason Statham is good. They have some nice moments together. Uh, Vanessa Kirby's good as as a sister to Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw. Helen Mirren's on hand as mo- as Mrs. as the mother to these two, and Owen, who's never mentioned. And she, she's, you know, it's always fun to see he- Helen Mirren. But the movie just feels too long. I mean, not every movie needs to be two and a half hours. Not every movie needs to be over two hours. This one's like two hours and 20 minutes. And I don't know if it's just like... I, I don't know. It just... Maybe it would have been better if it had been slightly shorter. Uh, the, uh... The, the the last act when they go to Maui that seems to t- that seems to last a fairly long time, and if I had time for every time that someone in the movie said family, I think I could have paid for my movie ticket with those dimes. Mm, probably not, but it feels like it. Uh, um, also, they had a horrible cover of "Time in a Bottle." Just get the original song. I mean, what the. Well, actually, when I first heard the song, it wasn't that terrible. It was just odd, because I'm thinking, yeah, that's not right. And then they played it at the end, and then it, and, then, and they played the whole song at the end. I'm going, uh, no. Just, uh, don't do that ever again. The person who did that should be in music jail for a few months. I'm kidding, there's no such thing as music jail, but you know what I mean. I just thought that was pretty bad. Also, the music was really loud during this movie. I mean, there wasn't a lot of music. It was, it's not a musical, but when they did play cl- songs and stuff, it just seemed like the songs were louder than the dialogue or the explosions. I'm not sure if it was really something, if it was really like that, or if it's just I hated the music, if I disliked the music so much it just seemed too loud. Because I remember someone once told me, if it's not your music, it's too loud. And that's that's a theory we worked on before. But no, I mean, this is is basically what you expect. I mean, I think it did okay at the box office. I don't think it did, I don't think it did like astounding. So it's pop, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, this is just um it's it's okay. Oh, and if you if you heard Roman Reigns is in it, he is, but he doesn't get to do very much. So if he's if he's starting to branch out into acting, he's he's taking he's taking very small steps. Idris Alba was the uh, villain in a Hobbs and Shaw. I forgot to mention him. He was fine. I thought he'd be better, but I don't know if they gave him the best material. Like, sometimes it's just hard. Um, 
Well, I mean, sometimes the the material's just not there, and there's only so much the actor can do. I can't, I did enjoy this movie, but I still think it was too long. I don't know why. You know, some movies now, back in the days of early er, video, early DVD days, they'd come out with their director's cuts. Sometimes I wish they'd come out with an editor's cut. I'm kidding. Directors have uh directors have usually full authority to edit their movies and, and make and make the final cut, but sometimes it just seems like No, dude, not every movie needs to be this long. I'm not I mean this is not a this movie I think could have been better if it'd been a little shorter. How much better I guess that's debatable. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think this movie could have been a little better. I watched the Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind, a look back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's pretty good. Um, got my copy this weekend. Uh, I got the two-disc special edition because I thought I'd actually want to see the bonus features. So we'll see if I if I see the bonus features later. This is a documentary about, uh, obviously, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And it's pretty interesting. It's made by, it's made by one of the executive producers and showrunners of the show, so it's not neutral. But he does say that, he does, he, it is kind of critical at times. He says, you know, we probably could have done more with our gay and lesbian characters, and, uh, we, we probably, we probably could have, we probably could have done more stories with our gay and lesbian care with our gay and lesbian characters and uh over seven years we didn't do that much so nowadays we probably probably now if we're doing the show now we do more and also they were talking about one of the characters was a former uh one of the characters was a former freedom fighter slash terrorist depending on who you look depending on whose perspective you're looking at and uh yeah, and that character, and at, and what would be the response to that character now or after nine eleven? Because they so interesting. Also talked about how this was the first. This had like multiple two parters and three parters, and also it's an interesting documentary. There is an irony at one point. They talk about their strong female characters or their. Are there well-rounded female characters? But the female lead of the show left after six seasons. Partially because I think one of the producers was a jerk. Or said something really stupid to her. I... Yeah, I, I think they could have explained that a little bit more. Uh, if I understood it correctly, is apparently one of the producers said, Hey, this is the offer for season seven. Take it or leave it, and you know, or or and probably meaner terms like at one point, you know, and she just decided, well, I'll leave it, and then she went off and did other things for a while, and then they brought in a new a new woman to to replace her, and and they and they said nice things about her. That was Nick. But it's just like, 
it is kind of, it is sort of an irony at one point they're talking about the people are talking about how they had strong well-developed female characters but apparently um working conditions for one of the major female stars may have left a little something to be desired also that kind of happened on Star Trek the Next Generation with uh Dr. Crusher's character apparently one of the writer, I think the showrunner at the time, uh, this is after the first season, didn't like actress Kate Smith fat, and he just really, he, he I guess he, I guess he thought she was no good, or she just wasn't doing a good job, and then he he replaced her with someone else, uh, doesn't matter, and then after and then that person, it didn't kind of work out for her. And then, then after the the uh, then after the showrunner left, they basically invited Gates back. So yeah, it's just I don't maybe irony is not the right word, but it is just kind of interesting that a show that seems to take pride in how well they how well they put their female characters on screen, and how strong they were. That, yeah, it may have been great to be on screen as a female character, but uh, there are still, you know, there are still some things. Being an actress on the show may not have always been the best. It's an interesting show. It's an interesting documentary. I enjoyed it. I'll probably watch it again. Not any, not, not too soon. I mean, I just watched it yesterday, so. But I probably will watch it again. And I may loan it out to someone. I may loan it out to someone if I know somebody who I think would enjoy it. It's just, I wonder if it would have been a better documentary if it had been made by people who weren't involved with the show. That may be a more neutral, maybe a, a more neutral person might have, might have covered that controversy over Terry Farrell, the lead actress, leaving better. It's a thought. But no, this is an interesting one. I don't think you have to be deeply in love with Deep Space Nine to enjoy it. Because I've enjoyed Deep Space Nine, but I never considered it my favorite Star Trek series. Although now I think I might want to start rewatching it again. To... But that's neither here nor... Oh, that's, that's just a thought. Yeah, Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary. It's a good pickup. Well, I have two little corrections before I go to the uh, before I get to the end. One, um, Hobbs and Shaw, there. Th the climax takes place in Samoa, not Maui. I, I, I don't, I don't know why I went to Mau. I don't know why I said Maui instead of Samoa, but uh, yeah. So that's one thing I got wrong. I'm still learning this, so I I just don't want to re-record the whole segment, and I'm not, so I'm, so I just want to say, yeah, the, the climax of the uh, Hobbs and Shaw takes place in Samoa, not Maui. Okay, and I did kind of figure out what a little bit better what happened about on the Star Trek East Bay Nine about Ter Terry Farrell leaving. Apparently, one of the producers. They don't mention him by name 
or some either one of the producers or one of the executives from the studio when it was time to do the deal for season seven. Although I can He said something like, you know, you're lucky to be here. If it weren't for this, you'd be working at, I think they said Kmart or Walmart. And, you know, it was just something really kind of, it was really kind of insulting. And then, and, and then all of a sudden she's think, and then things kind of broke down from there. So those are my corrections. Um, overall, I think it's been a good, uh, overall, I think it's not too many points to, to correct. So it's not too bad. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, if I get back to the movie theater again soon, I should have another, um, I should have another, another review of things seen in theaters. Maybe I didn't burn out on going to movie theaters as much as I thought I did for a while. So we'll, we will see. Um, well, again, uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe if you want to. I'd appreciate it. And have a great day.